together growing in faith, changing communities. My dear brothers and sisters, today I would like us to reflect on the second book of Kings, chapter 5, from verse 1 to verse 15. It is a well-known story. It is a story of Naaman and the healing of Naaman. But in this story, many times whenever we read this story, we jump into the healing of Naaman when he goes to Elisha and is healed. But I would like us to begin by going to the beginnings. The first thing that we discover is that Naaman is a great man. He is a commander-in-chief. He is the commander of the army. He is a very powerful man, the counselor, the advisor to the king. He is a trusted man in the king and in his kingdom. And so the king values him. But Naaman is also an ordinary human person. Ordinary human person in a sense that he struggles with leprosy. And that's where I want to begin. That no matter how great you are, no matter how great we think we are, how intelligent we are, how beautiful we look, how influential we have become over the years, we all, to a large degree, struggle with what St. Paul calls the thorn in the flesh. No matter how great a person is, that person also has a bit of a struggle. And many people struggle differently. They struggle with a lot of things. There are some who are struggling with a loss of a friend. They're struggling with a loss of a loved one, they're struggling with a painful breakup in a relationship, they're struggling with a sense of a loss of security, others have no jobs, others are not qualified, others have been retrenched, and to a large degree, we all are fighting some battles. And so, as I see Naaman, I see who I am in him. And I hope you can also find yourself in this story. That in as much as I'm able to accept the greatness, am I also willing to accept the weaknesses? If I'm willing to accept my success, can I also accept my failures? If I'm willing to accept my achievements, can I also accept my blunders? Because in me, all these make sense. And so when I see Naaman as a man who is powerful, I'm also seeing a human person who is broken. There's also something else that speaks to me. He has a name. In scriptures, some of the people who have leprosy are only known as the leper. And so they are not given any human dignity. They have no sense of belonging. But that says something about us as human beings. That no matter how powerful you are, you also need a shoulder to cry on. 
I may think I'm strong, but I need someone who can understand and listen to me. And so, having realized his struggle, he doesn't go and tell his wife. The author doesn't tell us that. But I want to believe that the wife notices that something is wrong. But I want us to see the irony of life. Naaman is helped by a servant girl. She's a slave. She's a foreigner. She probably did not choose to come to Syria. She did not choose to be a maid to the wife of Naaman. But she finds herself there. And so she is the one who brings up the topic. She goes to a mistress, to Naaman's wife. And she notices that Naaman has leprosy. And she comes up with a solution. She says, I know there is a prophet in Israel. I know there is a God in Israel who can help my master. While I had said earlier on, no matter how powerful I think I am, I have weaknesses and I need help. No matter how weak, how low I think I am, I have something that I can offer to someone else. This leads us to go deeper into human relations. Probably the key to your success, the solution to your problem, lies not in the powerful, in the mighty, but it probably lies in the poorest of the poor. In someone I disregard, in someone I judge, in someone I think is useless. And that's the irony of life. That God can place the key to my success, the solution to my problem, to someone I don't necessarily probably like. And God says, that's where the answer to your solution, to your problem, to your mistake lies. She goes to a mistress. The mistress goes to her husband. It is these two women who play a role and somehow influence Naaman to act and to seek help. I'm also intrigued by how Naaman is quick to accept help. This is important because some of us know that we are not okay, but we don't want to seek help, or we are afraid of seeking help. Or sometimes we ask ourselves, but who suggested that? And so instead of accepting the principle as a principle, I need to question the person who brought the principle. 
I tackle the man, not the ball. I tackle the player, not the ball. And that becomes a foul. Instead of looking for solution, I am distracted by my prejudices. I am distracted by what I have already conceived of that person. How many of us are willing and open to listen and to be taught and to be coached by people of a lower class, lower standard, there we place ourselves. But there's also something in here. Naaman eventually goes and he speaks to his king and his king writes a letter to the king of Israel. Now, as the king of Israel receives the letter, he's terrified. He says, but how can I accept this? Because I don't know how to help this man. He says, I am not God. How can I, I accept this? Look at this man. He's starting to want a quarrel, a fight. But this king speaks to me. There are a lot of good that the Lord is doing. But sometimes we are blind to that good. There's so much that is happening in the world, in our families, in our lives. Sometimes as human beings, we, we, we are more prone or more inclined to look at the bad. The things that did not go well. You ask someone, how was your day? And they start telling you of all the things that did not go well. And instead of telling you all the things that did go well. We seem to, it, it seems to come naturally to complain than to show gratitude. And I think that's what we should be striving for. The good news. The celebration. What is it that the Lord is doing? Rather than what is it that has not gone so well? May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.